0: Welcome to All About Books on NET Radio. I'm your host, Pat Leach, Director of Lincoln City Libraries. I picked up today's book, The Lives of Edie Pritchard, a novel by Larry Watson, when I was perusing the website of the publishing firm Algonquin Books of Chapel Hill. In 1993, Watson wrote a book called Montana 1948, I thought very highly of that one, and so I was glad to see this new one. Again here, Watson uses a Montana setting, the perfect place to set a story that depends on putting some distance between one life and another. Essentially, The Lives of Edie Pritchard is written in three short novels that combine in one full force. In the first installment, Edie Linderman is married to Dean. She works in the local small-town bank. Dean's brother, Roy, clearly thinks she should have married him, and sometimes she wonders about that too. Violence enters in a car deal gone bad, Roy ending up in critical condition after a car accident, and eventually Edie deciding her best choice is simply to leave it all. When her story picks up again, she's Edie Dunn, married to a man who's jealous and parenting a teenage daughter who's unhappy. Her old life pulls her back when she learns Dean Linderman is dying. Again, violence enters the story. Again, eventually, Edie picks up and leaves. In the final installment, it's 2007, and Edie Pritchard is back in her hometown, a grandmother happily living on her own. Her granddaughter, the daughter of the woman who was once that unhappy teenager, visits in the company of two brothers. Again, the story connects back to the Lindermans, Again, violence enters the picture, and Edie gets thrown back into a situation that mirrors the choices of her own youth, her own involvement with two brothers. But this time, it isn't Edie who leaves. A key aspect of the Montana setting is the constant presence of guns, especially handguns. Disagreements become violent. Alcohol and drugs speed up that transition. And yet we're reminded of the beauty of the place— Watson inserts brief mentions of it throughout the novel, often seeming to be just in passing, as in this excerpt toward the end of the book. The terrain they drive through has begun to change. The ocean of grass that previously surrounded them is broken now by an occasional outcropping of pale sandstone that looks like a white cap on that sea. Then, mile by mile, the grass becomes sparser until the jagged rocks burst through larger and larger like bones. They've entered the Badlands, a country of compound fractures. And then these two pieces that come before a tense situation in Edie's apartment. Watson writes, They have almost arrived at the parking lot for the Custer Ridge apartment complex, Although the lot faces west, the sun has almost set, and the evening's lengthening shadows will soon vanish in the dark. Then, the evening is warm, and though the wind here is almost calm, something still brings the sharp odor of sagebrush from the surrounding hillside. Given the connection to that big-sky Montana setting, I was intrigued that Larry Watson said this in an interview. I should also say that I think of my fiction as taking place more under roofs and ceilings, the great indoors, than under the big skies of the region. The drama of my characters' lives plays out in the confined spaces of cars, bedrooms, living rooms, and kitchens, so much for the wide-open spaces of the West. Edie is physically beautiful. At every turn, people notice that first, and some never get beyond it. As the novel moves from Edie's first marriage in the 1960s to her life on her own in 2007, Watson calls attention to her looks over and over. While Edie comes across as a perfectly intelligent and competent person, it's her beauty that people see. For much of her life, it may be the one thing that is all her own. Because of it, some people defer to her and others underestimate her. In an interview, Watson described how he set out to write a book about two brothers who love the same woman. He thought it would be about the brothers. Instead, it became about Edie. Most of this book is told through dialogue and action. The omniscient narrator only occasionally veers out of those grooves. The burden is on the reader to keep track of the action and figure out what it all means in terms of the characters' hearts and minds. At 352 pages, The Lives of Edie Pritchard might be a tad long for many book groups, but in other ways, it is a perfect book group selection. So many imperfect people, so many situations that could have been made right, so much wonderful writing, such a distinctive setting. Watson titles the book The Lives of Edie Pritchard, but really, Edie gets just one life. As my grandmother used to say, wherever you go, There you are. The discussions could go on and on. The book is The Lives of Edie Pritchard, a novel by Larry Watson, published in 2020 by Algonquin Books of Chapel Hill. You've been listening to All About Books on NET Radio. Podcasts of this and other programs are available online. Visit netnebraska.org slash radio. For All About Books, I'm Pat Leach.